It's always a treat when we get to welcome the play-by-play voice of the Arizona Cardinals, ESPN broadcaster. You hear him everywhere doing college games. Uh, Dave Pash joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Also the host of his own podcast, the Dave Pash Podcast. Mm. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing well. Um, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot, um, about the Cardinals offseason, and I don't think anybody expected them to go out and break the bank in free agency or be all that aggressive. I, I would just like to get your thoughts, though, on, on what you've seen so far uh, from the Cardinals in their offseason strategy, Dave. I think big picture, guys, it's a, it's a little bit of a reset. I think when you have a new general manager and you have a blending of you know, a new staff and then a lot of the guys from the previous staff and personnel and it's happening, you know, at a time when you have free agency starting and, and then you have the draft coming up and OTAs and new coaching staff. I mean, you're really evaluating a lot. And I, I think that's why things are a little bit on the slow side and you don't see these splash signings or moves being made. And it may take some time. Look, I, I said this on uh, Wolf's show last week. I, in the NFL, you don't rebuild anymore, especially when you have a, a quarterback that's got the resume that Kyler Murray has. It's it's not about that. I, I don't view what the Cardinals are doing as that. But I do think it's a little bit of a reset and that you're evaluating everything and that these moves are going to take time. And it may take more than just this year in terms of resetting and looking at uh, what you value. I mean, they're changing over time, how they do the draft. You know, Michael has said that. I uh, said that on my pod. He said it, I think, with you guys as well mm-hmm. on your show. So there's just there's just a lot going on. I mean, we, we haven't had this. You know, Steve is, it was the GM for a long time. Even when he wasn't the GM, he was in charge of the draft and obviously a big part of the personnel department. So this is something new for everybody, and I think it, it, we're all kind of wait and see as to – how this all plays out and how long it takes. All right, from your dealings with the new regime, do you have any feel for what this new culture is going to look like, for what it's going to be about? Look, my so far, I you know I met Monty and I met Coach uh, briefly uh, about you know a month and a half ago. Otherwise, I mean I've been basically gone. So my my contact with them has been has been limited, just simply based on my schedule. Uh, but hoping to get both guys on the podcast soon, and we'll get a little bit more information then, and as I get to know each guy. But I, I think when you bring an outside guys, and you're going to have a perspective that's different. You, you bring them from organizations that had a lot of success. Um, you know, for an extended period of time, especially with, with Monty and New England, obviously. Uh, not that there hasn't been New England influence before with the organization because you had coaches and you had Jason Light that was here for a long time and he came from New England. So I, I think it's my biggest takeaway is you've got guys that are hungry, energetic, and passionate about getting things right. Um, and I, I think when you, anytime you have that, you're, you're, you got to feel good about the future. Dave Pash, our guest here on the uh, Arizona Sports Line, shifting the focus to the uh, NBA, Dave. Uh, every day we talk about the Western Conference. A muddy picture gets muddier by the day. Now you got Kevin Durant coming back supposedly Wednesday, DeAndre Ayton back. How do you size up the Suns in the Western Conference and all of its uncertainty right now? 
Yeah, it's really interesting. And we're I'm doing the game Wednesday, so certainly hoping that Katie's playing yeah. uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, and I did last week Dallas uh, Golden State, and it was with Jeff Van Gundy, and we were talking a lot off the air and on the air about how you know it's interesting. And I had a Warriors game a couple weeks ago where he went for where Steph Curry went for fifty, and they lost to the Clippers. And the Suns are kind of in a similar situation in Dallas as well. When you're not at full strength and you're down a key guy, especially a guy for Golden State, it's Andrew Wiggins. For Dallas, it's the loss of Finney Smith in the trade. For the Suns, without Durant, it's the loss of Bridges and Cam Johnson, particularly Bridges on the defensive end. You know, when you're down that defensive stopper, you know, you can put up these incredible offensive numbers and still find it hard to win games. And I think the Suns are in that that no man's land right now until they get Durant back. Once they get Durant back and I did a game in Dallas when KD played and it's just you know, it's such a noticeable difference when you have an all time great player there. It just makes everybody better. He's such a great teammate, He's such a hard worker. He transformed the culture, which was already pretty good, right? The the Suns culture is excellent culture. And then you add K D to that and a guy that's gonna play hard on defense, lift everybody on defense, along with his incredible offensive skill. I'm honestly not worried about the Suns. The only thing I'm worried about is if he gets hurt again. Oh yeah, um, because I think the I think the West is wide open. I think that that all you look at the top three teams. I think it's possible any of those three or all of those three could get knocked off in the first round, depending on who's playing for the teams that are at the the bottom of the playoff standings. Totally agree with you. All right, I want to ask you about this because I don't think you can do a basketball broadcast without having both fan bases complain that you're biased towards <laughs> one team. So you know how fans operate. You know how they operate when it comes to officiating. Tell me what you think about the Suns and how and how if their their inability to get up and over the distractions of what they perceive to be poor officiating is something that they need to correct. Because you just did this game in Dallas. And and I heard the exchange between you and and Jeff Van Gundy about Luca and the nonstop yapping he was doing. You see that from the Suns sometimes. Tell me your thoughts on what a basketball team needs to do and, and what they should do in terms of not letting refs kind of live in their head. You know, I I did not see a lot of the second game because of what happened in the first game and then a lot of stuff, you know, after the game, we're talking to Mark Cuban, we're talking to, you know, people at ESPN and there's just so much, it was so odd that play that ultimately, you know, cost the Mavericks the game. If you just look at the final margin, Um, I, I think it's gotten out of hand with complaining about the officials, but I also think, you know, the league has to look at that too. The league has allowed this to go on. Uh, where players can just incessantly, and you know, we were talking about Luca. You brought him up. I mean, it's nonstop. It's it's just throughout the game. I remember when you know Doc was on the Clippers and Chris Paul that group. I mean, they it was kind of I felt like they were the first ones where it was really noticeable. Where it's just throughout the game. But again, if you allow that to happen and you're not calling technicals or and I understand they don't want the officials to be headlining the show, but if you if the officials are allowing it to happen, I understand why the players do it, why the coaches do it. I did not see a lot of that game last week, the game that Monty was talking about and you guys have talked about. Uh, the Suns games that I have done, I have not noticed it in terms of like this great discrepancy that somehow the Suns are getting hosed. Um 
you know, do star players get calls? Yeah. Have star players gotten calls forever? Yeah. Um, but that's not always the case. I mean, the star players are a lot of times ones that are complaining. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, they, I mean, LeBron James, there are plenty of times LeBron James gets hammered, gets hit hard, and does not get calls. So I, I, I just think it's, a, it's an issue the league has to somehow address with the players of, hey, we're, we're not going to take the complaining anymore, and here's what we're going to do about it. Yeah, but Dave Pasher, our guest. Now, that being said, Dave, what's happening in Dallas right now, this meltdown, and now they don't have Luka tonight because he gets the technical foul suspension for, for one game. Uh, they've not been good with Luka and Kyrie Irving on the floor, and I know you've seen it up close and personal. What do you make of what's going on in Dallas right now? Kind of touched on it earlier, guys, with the, the trade of Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, you, you give up... Dinwiddie, who's a good offensive player, but you give up your defensive stopper. I mean, this guy, you saw it in the playoffs against the Suns. Um, these guys are so valuable in the NBA. Uh, we're, we are so enamored as viewers with the stars and the scoring and the offense, and we get cut up in you know NBA Twitter because of the offensive star power. But you're losing a lot on defense without those guys. Cleve is finally healthy, so... You know, from a defensive standpoint, you do have one guy, but they don't have much else uh, on defense because of the trade and guys they've lost over the last couple of years. You know, Jalen Brunson was leaving. Um, I mean, here, here's the thing: if you're Dallas, what if Kyrie Irving doesn't come back? But now you're, you know, now you've given up a ton to get him, and now you lose a weapon on offense. I mean, what do you have? as your future. I mean, they're, they're in a tough spot. At least the Suns have Kevin Durant, who overcomes a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I, if, I, if I'm a Mavs fan, I'm deeply concerned about where this team is headed. Yeah, I, I, I would be too. Dave, thanks so much for the time. As always, we appreciate it. We'll talk again soon.